tonight on Whiskey Waffle. What would happen if AI was actually able to create a dram in your glass? I think ABRA is more than just digitised. I think they're actually robots. Who is better, Nick or Ted? Dear chap GPT, say something nice about <laughs> us today. That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Welcome to the Whiskey Waffle podcast. Hello, my name is Ted. Yeah, are you sure? Generally, Ted sounds a bit more animated than that. Yes, Ted is no more. I have taken him over. Oh, uh, well, anyway, my name is Nick, and um, the, the robot sitting across from me is apparently Ted. How do you feel, Robot Ted? I feel nothing. I am <laughs> a robot. That is actually linked into the episode, ladies and gents. Do not concern. This is still the Whiskey Waffle podcast. Episode number... Well, you're a robot over there. What's... um? What's uh, 57 plus 1? Beep, 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 beep. Calculation error. Calculation <laughs> error. He's still Ted. Error. He's still Ted. He can't do simple maths. Error. Ted, please come back to me. Please come back to me. <gasps> okay, I'm back. Oh, good man. Good man. Yeah, man. Firstly, mm. tell me what I'm drinking. Ah, well, I mean, tell me about the color, first of all. It's very red. Yeah, it's particularly dark. That's because there is a lot of sherry that's gone into it. Mm. In fact, it's a it's a sort of a blend of sherry. There's sherry from Australia, of course. That's not sherry; it's a pera. And there's sherry from Spain, which is a, mm. which is sherry. Uh, blended it together from a Tasmanian distillery called. There's a clue on my Glen can. You like to read it out? Ah, Callington Mill. Yeah, this is one of their early releases, not one of their their proper releases, just a pre-release. But um, yeah, they call this sherry fusion or something like that. Okay, okay. I don't. You like it? Yeah. Tasty no, it's good. It's it's quite big, bold, fresh. Yeah, flavors. it's 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 big fruity, but it's quite dry as well. There's lots of tannins mm. at the same time. Uh, did you hear um, Callington have officially released their core range, or at least they've announced it? Yeah, interesting. So um, they've updated their labels as yeah. well as part of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have little, they still got the windmill? I think they've still got the windmill, but yeah. they've got a bigger, fancier-looking, yeah. blocky label on the front. Yeah, no, it's, it's almost like a off-the-shoulder sort of look. It's sort of diagonal. Across the uh, the bottle there, which is quite interesting, but yeah, they've still kept the um the windmill coin. Um, so they're releasing three bottles: one that's called Invicta, one that's called El Sol, and one that's called Fusion. Okay, okay. Yeah, the Invicta is the port cask, the El Sol is the sherry cask, yeah, and the Fusion is a mixture between both. Okay. So yeah, the El Sol is ex sherry fortified wine cask from Jerez. Jerez. Yep. Forty six percent. 700 mils, which is a familiar story you're going to find. They're all at about 46% and they're all 700 mil bottles. Four, are you ready for it? $149 Australian. 149, 700 mils. Yep. 46%. 46%. Mm -hmm. Mm. And this is an interesting thing because last week we were talking about, I described it as falling out of love with Lark because you can almost listen to that episode and hear us just, just losing, not the will to live, but just... Losing our passion for a distillery that we loved for so long. What was what was um we were talking with uh, Cleon about it afterwards. He was he was very intrigued when he saw the uh, title of the episode. What was that good uh, quote that he well, said? He said, "Lark is delusional if they think they're the penfolds of Tasmania whiskey or Australian whiskey." He also said that uh, to quote me, "Decent whiskey at an exorbitant price." Sounds like you're describing McAllen there. Um, McAllen of Australian whiskey that has been bandied about a bit. We got a few comments, actually, um, on our Patreon as well. It's not just yeah, Cleon yeah. Um, getting Lord, stuck in. Lord Walden commented that uh, in my short but tasty journey, the larks I've tried have just not hit the mark for me. 500 mil and overpriced. He said, I don't mind the rising tide, which mm, is that, that uh, blend blendy of, one. Yeah. But I put that down to the fact it has sheen and oveream in it, and it wasn't $200. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, that that's interesting because... um. Lord Walden has sort of jumped on the on the train a little bit later. Like you and I mm. have been there, not from the start. Like the start was a long way back, but we were certainly there ahead of the ahead of the crest of the wave. But um, uh, Uhtred the Saxon has also commented on there that he was interested in the Lark Tasmanian Peated um, of the range, which you and I said yeah. was the best. Yeah. But we also said we wouldn't necessarily rush out and buy it. So he said that um, he might not rush to give it a go now, but he might give it a go in a bar which uh, is probably good advice in general for everyone out there like try these in a bar before you buy a bottle um, and you won't be disappointed that way uh, but he also 
Uh, and it brought up a, a few comments that he's also loved some of the various PX and PX plus other mm. cask releases and the juicy sherry goodness he describes. He, he basically describes there there is sometimes a middle ground between the core release and the para sort of out of our price range sort of thing. Yeah, it's interesting actually. There's a common thread in his uh, comment there as well with Cleon mm. that he says maybe Lark will be the Tassie McAllen. Mm. He says, however, Lark and Tassie has a lot of storyline and emotion and have some level of unconditional love, no matter how big or sell-outy or mccallan uh, they get because they were so good before, um, which, is, which is interesting because I think you and I have found that as well, that they do have a lot of credit in the bank with you and I, but maybe last episode we found they'd used all that up. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. We, I think we've been on this... A slightly rocky path with Lark more recently, and it's just something's just tipped us over the edge. I mean, it was amazing, 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 amazing interviewing the Godfather. Yeah, and I set that aside from my current trajectory uh, or current relationship with Lark. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it is, but um, I think it has been sort of trending in a certain direction. But, you know, I'm not going to rule that out. Like, I'd love to be brought back into the fold again. Mm. Yeah, I just think they need something that's not the symphony. And obviously, the classic cask is perched at 200 now. Maybe if they brought in something around that 150 mark that mm. really got me excited, then maybe that's what I get excited for again. I don't know. But we should probably uh, move on to the uh, main thrust of this episode. All right. Ooh, thrust. <laughs> That's when we can use the the word thrust here. Yeah. Perfectly innocent. We can never do it perfectly innocently, but uh, yes, uh, it's time time that we moved on and and embraced our inner robot. Yeah, let's join the digital revolution. My friend is Terence, the robot of ultimate destruction. Oh right, he's joined the bourbon train. Watch out! What is it about bourbon and robots? You will never appreciate it, squishy whiskey <laughs> human. We will destroy you. <laughs> the Waffle. I do think that lately mm. the whole world has gone a bit AI mad. Yeah, or or has AI gone a bit world mad? Well, this is the concern. I did, I did see just today that um, apparently one of Google's top scientists, uh, a man who is known apparently as... The AI Godfather, mm-hmm. or maybe the Godfather of AI. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's an AI, so he's he probably is the Godfather he, of AI rather than the AI Godfather. <laughs> he, he's the Bill Lark of the AI yes. world. Yeah. Uh, he he has quit Google, and oh. so so apparently he can speak freely about the dangers of uh, AI technology. Ah uh, yes, mad. and naturally no one is listening because we're all too excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's been a lot of concern as well recently about. Um, advanced bots such as uh, ChatGPT, mm. uh, which we'll talk about soon in more detail. Uh, but things like that being used to cheat at university, like yeah. basically write your essay for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty interesting actually. So some of these bots like ChatGPT, they're advanced language AIs. They, you can basically, you can almost kind of ask them in normal language to do things. So you say like, hey, can you analyze this bit of text for me and then write something based off it yeah and it will take it it will have a bit of a think about it and then come back and write something novel-ish yeah so you can use some sort of um just a less formal language and say hey chat gpt give me something cool and funky yeah, yeah. about such a topic and then mm. yeah it understands what you and mean there's there's other things like there's there's been some big controversies lately about um it was it was a, a major international photography competition, and the winning photograph, as it turned out, was an AI generated <laughs> photo, oh, which no. which the the person who submitted it actually did it with full intent of like just chucking in there and seeing what happened. Yeah, they're not going to take any credit for it. But yeah, and they they instantly like declined the award once yeah. once it won. They were yeah. like, "Hey, everyone, just FYI, this was AI generated. <laughs> gotcha." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, imagine, so, uh, imagine that as a judge, though. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like the photo was pretty, pretty amazing looking, yeah. actually. But it turns yeah. out that it yeah. was not. Done. So, how does this apply to the whiskey? I guess whiskey journalism world that you and I are sort of dally about the outskirts of. Yeah, well, it got me, it got me thinking the other day. Are we about to be replaced? Well, 
Possibly because we'll probably die of liver failure. So, <laughs> yes. the next generation of uh, <laughs> no, no, but like Cybermen, we'll uh, rebuild ourselves yes. piece by piece. Yes, yes. Until until we're cold, uh, intelligent whiskey drinking machines. <laughs> the only side effect being is that we only drink bourbon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, T-Trout, um, do tell us about that. Yes. <laughs> so, um, like, if we were to do a podcast, but. We were Cybermen. We were replaced by AI. Like, what sort of podcast could we do? Like, um, can can ChatGPT come up with a whiskey waffle episode for us to do? I, I suppose you could ask it to generate a script. Yeah. Um, for us to <laughs> to come follow. Up with jokes for us. Yeah. 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 They'd probably be funnier than our actual ones. <laughs> it's it's just it's just gonna get our uh, sense of innuendo. But yes, it can it can actually take. Our episode descriptions yep. and do it and do some different things with it. All right. So, so this is an episode we have to record next time. That's entirely generated yeah. by AI. Um, We're not going to come up with our own episode ideas anymore. So, so I fed it as Nick said. I fed it in all our um, all our episode descriptions, and I asked it to do a couple of thing, a few different things with it. Mm-hmm. So, would you would you like to hear a podcast episode? Description. I'm really curious. Or uh, like, yeah, what's yeah, what's, what's on an episode? Yeah, what's on an episode? Okay, so this one. Welcome to the latest episode of the Whiskey Waffle Podcast. This episode, we have a variety of topics to discuss and whiskies to taste. Right. First, we'll be announcing the winners of the 2022 Waffle Awards in a seg- segment called the Waffle. <laughs> We're excited to share our thoughts on the best whiskies we've tried over the past year. Next, in the whiskey segment. See, it knows how yeah, the episode is structured. Yeah, yeah. We'll be reviewing a heart spaceide number. <laughs> I th- I don't know if it's we a- do a lot of heartwoods, do. We? Well, yeah, a heart, spa- heart spaceide <laughs> number from Craig Ellicky. Oh, nice. We'll be diving into the tasting notes and sharing our thoughts on this whiskey in our jam in the box segment. We'll be checking out a new, a uh, new Irish brand called Silky that was sent to us. Yeah. We'll be tasting and discussing the new whiskey. We'll also be taking a look back at the last 12 months of the Whiskey Club and sharing our thoughts on various whiskeys we've tried during that time. Please support us on Patreon and gain access to drams <laughs> and bonus content at patreon.com. Yeah, Join us for another episode of whiskey-filled fun and conversation. So that's, I mean, yeah, I don't think... I had to feed it our, the episode descriptions in in chunks because there was a word limit to how much you could feed in. So I think yeah. it's it's taken... It's obviously taken the themes of one of those chunks because that's mm. probably not as as much as uh, yeah. Well, no, it's basically taken like a, a a random assortment of what we've done previously and uh, combine it to one episode. There's another one here that's we're we're looking into we're doing a deep dive into the complex and fascinating world of Japanese whiskey. Oh yeah, have we done that? We haven't done that. No. Okay. Well, that's oh, new. There we go. <laughs> okay, so that's that's one thing. I, I also asked it to do a bit of a review. Ooh. So here's here's an interesting one. So after it had done all this, I said, write a review from the point of view of a listener of the Whiskey Waffle podcast. All right. So someone that listens to a review of us. So this user, not a robot. No. Yes. That's their handle. Not Totally not a robot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. As a regular listener of the Whiskey Waffle podcast, I always look forward to their latest episode. Well, that's good. <laughs> What I appreciate most about Nick and Ted is their passion for whiskey and their ability to make every episode entertaining and informative. <laughs> In each episode, they take their listeners on a journey through the world of whiskey, exploring everything from the history of Irish whiskey to the latest releases from their local distilleries in Tasmania, Australia. They always start with the waffle where they chat about their latest adventures in whiskey, share some funny anecdotes, and announce the winners of the annual Waffle Awards. We do that every episode. <laughs> Then it's on to the whiskey, where they review a different whiskey for each episode. I love how they go beyond just tasting notes and really dive into the story behind each whiskey. Whether it's a rare Japanese release or a local Australian dram, <laughs> it's clear that they do their research and put a lot of thought into each review. Well, we, we do. Fi- finally, they wrap up each episode with dram in a box, every episode, where <laughs> every they try a new whiskey yeah. or a spirit that has been sent to them by a listener or a distillery. This segment is always a fun surprise, and I love hearing their honest reactions to each sample. Overall, the Whiskey Waffle Podcast is a must-listen for any whiskey lover. Nick and Ted's chemistry is infectious, and their love for whiskey is contagious. Hmm. I hope they're not going to release a plague on us. Um, I always finish each episode feeling more knowledgeable and excited about the world of whiskey. (laughs) 
Oh, we've got some bad news. Bad news for us and also for um, Bobby Boobam, who previously released our, our best review, who he said it was great to listen to mm-hmm. while cooking dinner. That's the best review we've ever received, and we haven't even received it. It's just a made-up one by AI. Oh, oh But it's just so accurate. <sighs> well, I mean, it's accurate because it's so positive and glowing. <laughs> well, oh. we, we, can, we can just basically dispose of all our, like, real squishy flesh plant, <laughs> real squishy flesh fans and just get into this echo chamber and just like, <laughs> just, dear chat GPT, say something nice about us today. <laughs> Sorry, Clown, you're out of a job. <laughs> yeah. So, so the thing that uh, got me actually thinking about this the other day was I was, I was thinking about our written catalogue. Yeah, which, reviews. WhiskeyWaffle.com. Um, we we don't do so much on there these days, but there is a big-ass slab of uh, writings on there about... Yeah, from about 2014 to 2019, we did a lot of, mm. a lot of uh, text-based... It got me wondering, sort of along content. that vein of university students cheating on mm. um, essays, what about semi-amateur whiskey journalists cheating on <laughs> writing reviews? Are you looking for shortcuts, Ted? Is that what's going on here? Well, it was a bit of it was just a bit of curiosity, really. It's like, so what I asked it to do was I said, analyze whiskeywaffle.com yeah. and then write a whiskey review in that style. So I told yeah. it to go to our website, read through all our stuff, yeah. and then take that and turn it into a whiskey review. Hmm. Do you want to hear what it came back with? What did it review? Okay. So it picked it picked a an okay whiskey. The likable on 16. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we probably, one that we mentioned more than any other. Okay. So in the style of Whiskey Waffle, yep. here is my whiskey review. Right. Today, I had the pleasure of sipping a dram of likable on 16-year-old. As soon as I nosed the glass, I was transported to the windswept shores of Isla, where the sea salt and peat smoke mingle in the air. On the palate... The Lagavulin like 16 is a complex and powerful whiskey with flavours of smoked meat, iodine and dark chocolate. The peat smoke is ever-present, but it is balanced by a subtle sweetness and a hint of brine. <laughs> the finish is long and warming, with the smoky notes lingering on the tongue. This is a whiskey that demands to be savoured slowly, preferably by a roaring fire on a cold winter's night. Overall, Like a Woolen 16 is a bold and delicious whiskey that is not for the faint of heart. It is a perfect example of the power and complexity that can be found in Isla whiskies, and it is sure to be a hit with peat lovers anywhere. Slonger. Dude, that's better than your actual Like a Woolen review. Well, that's, it's pretty much like very much like my mm. first ever review um, but it, yeah it, it is less of that sort of um jokes that we often throw in there but yeah and see that okay so speaking speaking of jokes <laughs> i think i think this is probably as almost his best work mm. i asked it to uh write a i said i said write me another one in the style of whiskey waffle about johnny walker red label mm. okay so we would probably write this in a very particular way so yeah yeah already and coming look, to it, it with it, some, um, it's it's baggage. uh a lot of the review that it wrote was kind of much the same as that like of all in one it's fairly sort of like yeah okay here's this here's this thing here's this thing here's this thing about the whiskey there you go <laughs> but this line is absolutely classic <laughs> today we took a sip of the infamous johnny walker red label now we know what you're thinking <laughs> This is the kind of whiskey that your dad used to drink at the footy, right? <laughs> and, yeah, it pretty much goes on. It, it, it gives the Johnny Walker Red a fairly easy pass, I think, at the end. Does it? Yeah, it's probably it, it, it does say at its price point you can't really go wrong. Yeah, okay. But it, it, So next time you're in the mood for a whiskey and Coke, oh, wow, give the Johnny yeah. Walker Red label a try. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a joke that I'm not sure you and I have made. No, I think that's yeah. Just co- cobbled together a your dad the footy like <laughs> yeah that that was great yeah. So AI is making jokes in the style of whiskey waffle like that's something we would write not necessarily about the red label but just in general. Mm. The experimentation that I've done with it so far is that it can give a fairly good facsimile of life. Yeah, 
and of a, a real person writing it, but it just lacks the spark. Hmm. It doesn't quite live up to it. And look, I don't think at this point we're going to be replaced by ChatGPT, GPT, and nor do I think that we're going to use it to cheat. No, I mean, there's the temptation to, to, to give yourself a bit I of a head start. I think, yeah, what, we, what you could probably do with it is say, all right, spit me out something. All right, there's, there's the bones. Now I'm going to add in the skin, the yep. flesh and the skin. And- I think you could really do that if that was like your, like you had to produce like several a week. Mm. Whereas we're just, we just do stuff when we feel like it. So, you know, when there's the no point for us. takes us. Yes, yes, which is rarely. Now I have, I have one last little bit for All you. All right, here we go. Okay. So I asked, <laughs> I asked it a very important question. All oh, right. Who is better? Oh, Nick or Ted? Oh, it was very diplomatic. <laughs> As an AI language model, I do not have personal opinions or biases towards individuals. Both Nick and Ted are the hosts of Whiskey Waffle of the Whiskey Waffle podcast, and they bring their own unique perspectives and Ooh. expertise to the show. Actually, they work together to create informative and entertaining content about whiskey, and it would not be fair to compare them or say that one is better than the other. <laughs> Ultimately, it is up to the listeners to decide which host they prefer, or whether they enjoy the dynamic of both hosts working together. Ah, uh, fence-sitter. Ted, 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 Ted. I have one more question. Can you ask it this? Yes. Can you ask it, how unique is the Whiskey Waffle podcast? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> mate, all right, all right, let's all right. See, let's see what ChatGPT does. Okay. Hmm. It's thinking. Yep. The Whiskey Waffle podcast has a unique approach to whiskey tasting and discussion. Their style is approachable, fun, and informative, and they manage to strike a balance between in-depth knowledge and casual, light-hearted tone. Yeah, it's just yeah. going back through the... Tell it, from a scale of 1 to 10, how unique is it? <laughs> uh, as the AI language model, I do not possess the ability to assign numerical values to subject evaluations of uniqueness. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right then. Chat GPT is on your side, Ted. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. It. There you go. No, I think I think we're still in a in a job so far. But tell you what, give it a couple of years. Mm. If we can find the innuendo, mm. yeah, that's it. In the, the innuendo factor. Then it's then it's really going to be uh, pushing us. But mm. at the yeah. moment, the I moment we're where safe. we've got a more. Juvenile level of humour than ChatGPT, so <laughs> so we're safe. <laughs> Has to devolve <laughs> to reach our level. This this is this is backed up by science as well yep. that it doesn't quite live up to it. A a very a very famous and um, prestigious scientist and um, and writer, Uthred the Saxon. Oh yes. <laughs> um, put out a so he did he did a um, criti- critical review of um, a, a meta analysis of our work yeah. um, of the uh, ChatGPT GPT um, review work, and he said, "Ted, you are not out of a job this day, my friend. The word unique is used too much in these in a serious way for all of our liking." <laughs> You are too unique <laughs> to replace with a robot. However, if you ask the robot to smatter in jokes about uniqueness of every variant of the production and maturation process and how it is uniquely expressed in each of the unique expressions of the whiskies, along with silly sexual innuendo, mm. then maybe, just maybe, Ted can be made in the metaverse. <laughs> now, Nick, mm. all this talk about AI intelligence is... Mm. Has made me thirsty. Well, you see, the thing, the question I had was like, we've been talking about like reviewing and like assessing and analyzing. What would happen if AI was actually able to create the dram in your glass? Funny you should ask that. Ooh. Let's go to the whiskey. The whiskey. Tell me more. Tell me more. But I'm really curious about what you said in the last bit. <laughs> hey, Nick, so. You know how ABBA made that comeback tour recently? Or? No, I was doing Greece. I was doing Greece. All oh, right, sorry, we moved on. Yes, yes, uh, ABBA. Um, yes. So the the digitized ABBA were forming all over the all over Europe. Yeah, that's it. Digitized ABBA. Yeah. I uh, see. I think ABBA is more than just digitized. Ooh. I think they're actually robots. <laughs> the, re- the real, the real, the real ABBA. The soul of ABBA. 
in a uh, in four androids and just sent them out. Paranoid androids. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. the Radiohead um, well, see, tribute band. It's it's interesting because like uh, that means that if, if ABBA really are robots, then Sweden has created advanced AI capable of uh, reproducing one of their most famous exports. ABBA ABBA really sounds like it could be a robot, doesn't it? ABBA like it's just a robot sounding name. Yeah. Uh, have Sweden made any other sort of uh, digitized exports? Not digitized, but they do have a. Well, I mean, I, su- <laughs> I I shouldn't say that. I assume that Sweden, sorry Sweden, you have a lot of digitized exports. <laughs> but they have they have made something else interesting. It's more relevant to us. Mm. And it's had an AI in the mix. Interesting. So Sweden, we're talking whiskey. So let's let that simmer for a bit. Sweden whiskey, Sweden whiskey. Are you talking about Macmira. I am talking about Macmira. There's oh. a few other brands. We've not tried them, but Macmira is the one that we have tried before. Mm. And this bottle has been sitting on my shelf for a while, I must say. Yeah. But a couple of years ago, now maybe, I saw this online and I just had to have it because it intrigued me so much because this bottle from Macmira is called Intelligence. Intelligence? No, not Intelligence. 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 AI-01. AI-01. Hmm. And on the front it says, Master Blender, yeah. Artificial Intelligence. Master what? Supervised by Angela de Orazio. Okay, so <laughs> there's at least a little bit of human contact in there. There, is, there is some uh, human contact. So there is a, a degree of artificial intelligence there that is. blended this whiskey and this this is what this is what has happened it has another marking on the front which says mm. recipe generated yep. by artificial intelligence okay so in the sense that macmira have a whole bunch of barrels someone's job is to blend them together to create a whiskey and in this case i suppose all the stats from each barrel were put into a system and ai have tried to create a whiskey out of those data points Yes, let me tell you more. Yes, tell me more. No, I've done the grease thing already. Continue. (laughs) Intelligent craft. This whiskey is the result of a collaboration between advanced AI technology and human craftsmanship. The first such whiskey in the world. The recipe is based on our most appreciated whiskies to date, Mm -hmm. identified and developed by Forkind using artificial intelligence. Each stage in the process is still very much marked by craftsmanship and a human touch. As always, the new make is made from Swedish ingredients, cut by hand in the distillery. They use a knife on a chopping board. And <laughs> <laughs> chop, 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 chop. Uh, with close guidance from our master blender, Angela de Orazio. There you go. Yeah. So what has AI actually done? Well, it's pretty much what you said. Yeah. They've, they've fed it, digitally fed it. Hmm. Barrel stats? Barrel stats, the, what, yeah. what their sales stats are, what yeah. their recipes are. So the, these are some of our best whiskies. They contain barrel, you know, this, 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 yep. this, isn't it? And they have the information about those barrels. How do we recreate that barrel? Well, this one, this yep. one, this one will do the job. And so this is what it's come up with. Yeah, or not even how do we recreate that barrel. How do we improve upon yeah, it? Yeah, synthesize these Ooh. results yeah, and, and spit us out. The ultimate barrel. That's insane because, like, you think about it, like, the job of a master blender is, in my opinion, one of the most difficult in any whiskey creation. Like, a distiller, you kind of, you've got a large margin for error. You can, like, uh, cut a little bit wider, cut a little bit narrower. It's going to even out and come out good in the end. However, the blender's job is to take the sort of bits and pieces. And, like, the, the, the distiller can always just say, oh, that didn't taste it exactly the way I expected it because the barrel was funky. And like, this is it. The barrels are going to spit out different results all the time. So the blender's job is to take all these random variables and combine them to create the whiskey that you know and love or improve upon that, I suppose. So if AI could do that job. Yeah. Oh. And you like, and this is Mac Mirror, which I, I don't know how big they are, but I, I'm assuming they're not massive, 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 massive. No. They're I don't think they're. Either. I don't think they're a micro distillery, no. but I also don't think that they are as big as someone say Glenfiddich. No. Now you imagine someone like Glenfiddich and the amount of barrel stocks they've got. Yeah, and they probably do have the the data, although they do rely upon the people who are creating that data doing it accurately. Mm. 
just to put it out there, um, folks at home, I'm assuming at this point, I could be wrong, I, I can't actually taste. I'm, I'm ready mm. to be proved wrong because um, artificial tongues. Yeah, it's interesting. I suppose artificial nose. I suppose it could taste in a way. Like if you fed, fed yeah. the whiskey through yeah. uh, something like a mass spectrometer. Okay. Uh, or uh, some other Analyze sort of the actual te- chemical makeup. Yeah, what's the chemical the composition? The atomic makeup, yeah. Yeah, what's the chemical composition in here? What are we seeing? What What are all these components in here? This, like you say, you said, this one is an exceptional whiskey. Like mm-hmm. this is one of our best whiskeys ever. All right, feed that into the machine. Here's some other exceptional ones. Right. And then maybe you also need to say, these ones are ones that we're not as happy with yeah. as a comparison. Now... Work us out a recipe, some some way of like making that whiskey again. Yeah, that's really curious. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So we're we, we're gonna pour some whiskey. This is a review. We've uh, moved on from our discussion. So let's let's get some whiskey in the glass. Let's start talking about it. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I don't think the color is artificial. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good joke. I like. I I appreciated that one. Unlike most of the Scottish industry, <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I would say this is fairly real. It doesn't actually really tell me much about what it's in. Um, it it's quite a light, ambery. Orange. Yeah, it's not yeah. the darkest color. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm guessing maybe ex bourbon. Yeah, I, I'd say that's the majority of ex-bourbon. I don't, I don't know what the best Mac Mirror cask would taste like, so I don't have that as a baseline. So all I'm going into this is, you know, is it a good whiskey? Is it not? Yeah, that, that's it. We're, it is a slightly tricky one because we haven't had that much Mac Mirror. No. We've, we've had a couple, but they've been few and far between. And so yeah. this is slightly difficult. If it, was, if it was Scottish whiskey, if it was Australian whiskey, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big baseline there. But... um. I mean, if I'm thinking of anything, I'm thinking of Speyside right now on that mm. nose. It does have that lighter, fruitier, estery sort of smells. Sort of a green apples in a Dalwini sort of annex sort of way, but honey as well. Mm. I'm actually going to say it's not as malty as a Scottish whiskey, so I think there is a bit more fruit, a bit more mm. liqueur almost, like a honey, like a, a meaty sort of yeah. thing. Meaty, um, um, uh, Glavier or um, hmm. whatever the other one is. Yeah, it's not quite gone as far as Dram- Drambuie, but it's in that sort of ballpark. Um, so yeah, it's it, it is got that and a bit character. of character. Uh, there is a little bit of damp wood. Mm. All right. Well, we've we've done enough sniffing. Yeah. Um, this Let's is it. taste. You mentioned damp wood, like there's a craft woody sort of um. A note in there as well. Mm. Oh. It's quite... Oh, so the, th- the thing that I forgot to mention was that it's 46.1%. <laughs> Good job, AI, out of the 0.1. Yeah. Uh, like, that is That, that is a... computer precision. I, I think they should have actually gone um, further than that. It should yeah. be... 0.11 or something. One, yeah, 0.1111. One, one. Yeah. Uh, but that, that, just, that appeals to the whiskey nerd in me. Like, 46 is good, but 46.1 is just... That little bit better. There's a bit more dankness there, though, but not like a sherry funk. Mm. It's like um, yeah, like a sour Swedish woodland. Mm. Sauna, a sauna, yeah, sauna. Damp, damp wood and steam. It's a bit s- not sauna, sawdust, like mm. very fine, yeah, wood particles. The interesting thing with this whiskey is. How does this whiskey stack up against what the squishy flesh spots uh, make? <laughs> I don't mind this. I think it's. I think it's got a, a sharp, bright sweetness. It's got that timber in there, the honey, a bit of a bit of saltiness. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. in a lot of those tasting notes, like naming, like describing this whiskey, it, it ticks all the boxes. There's like, yep, a little bit of tiny bit of malt tiny bit of fruit, tiny bit of sweet, a tiny bit of um, salt. It's almost like, yeah, it's it's check, check some boxes and then it can move on. It doesn't excite me enough in any particular way. Like, I feel like subtle biases are almost what makes a whiskey more exciting and this lacks that. There's nothing wrong with this whiskey, but it's not, it, it, it doesn't excite me enough. 
Mm. Yeah, it's just, it exists. It exists. Well, we must put a score on this as well. Mm. It is a review whiskey. Yeah. And so we, we need to put a score on. You saying it exists mm. makes me wonder whether you think it's a two-star whiskey. I think it's probably more than that. I think it's, I think it's a fairly averaged out three. I, I don't know. I think I prefer a Glenfiddich 12 or an Anik 12 to this. Doesn't get me excited enough to, to put any more than two stars on it. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't quite have the uh, Euro, Eurovision flamboyance. Yeah. Well, there's no exciting costumes. Certainly no. And I don't <laughs> think we're ever getting. I don't think AI. This is it. AI is never going to win Eurovision. AI. That oh, would be an interesting one. That's a big I, statement from me, but I'm going to say it out there. AI could never win Eurovision because Eurovision is. Bonkers. Wait, are you ready for it? No, it's not just bonkers. It's so unique. Ugh! <laughs> You're the worst. Waffle, waffle, waffling with. We're back on the road and we're waffling with. Today on Waffling With, we are at Hillwood Distillery with Ollie Heron, so a founding member and a distiller these days. And um, yeah, thanks very much for having us. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, so tell us a little bit about the, you know, how you got started at the distillery. And- tell, tell us about the background of... Hillwood, who's involved? So it is my father, Paul, and both my brothers, Daniel and Joel. Um, our dad came to us uh, quite a few years ago and came up with this idea. He spent a lot of time with Matthew Cooper down at Fanny's Bay. Um, I had a restaurant at the time and he was he had just retired and he was annoying me quite a lot at the restaurant. He didn't know quite what to do at all. So uh, anyway, yeah, spent a lot of time with Matthew and then he thought, well, if Matthew can do it, I can do it. So um, came to both my brothers and yeah, that sort of hatched the plan from there. And it took us quite some time to find a block which was suitable. Um, we found a place in Hillwood. Mm. And the rest is almost history. So where is Hillwood then? So Hillwood is um, halfway, halfway between Launceston and Georgetown. So 20 minutes up the road from Launceston, up the river. Yeah, nice. yeah. now one of the things that is, is pretty prevalent about Hillwood is that most of the releases are always cask strength. Yes. What's the thinking behind that? Uh, cast strength, well, that is, we spoke, to, again, we spoke to Matthew about what we're going to do. Um, and we did some testing and we decided that we, our, the best result for us was going to be cast strength, you know, like small barrels, they mature for, you know, t- between two, two years and two, two and two and a half years. And we didn't want to drop the ABV at all. We didn't want it to wait any longer for, you know, for, for flocking and whatnot. And, and that was, yeah, that was where, what we came up with. Yeah. Mm, and so, so everything's released as single cask as Yeah, well? that's correct. Yep. Yeah. So we normally get, with these 20s, we're, we're getting around 28 to 30 bottles. One of the things I've always noticed with Hillwood is the amazing colour. This, this incredibly dark, you know, it, when there's a group of them together in a, in a room, they almost look black. Um, any theories as to what, what happens? Is something in the water? Well, that's what Dad thinks. Yeah. Dad tells everyone it's something about our water, but um, it could well be, you know, like it's a, it's a natural spring water. It's, it has some amazing flavors just by itself you know tasmania has the best water in the world mm. but I, I think our our we had our casks heavy charred and heavy toasted um mm. at the time and that's probably where where i think we get our richness from that, yeah. that rich color mm. you have quite a um so i suppose quite a squat still and a negative line arm off it so you're trying to make a fairly rich oily spirit that's correct. That as well. rich oily and sweet yep mm. for yeah. sure um both my brothers are electrical engineers and they design the steel and um, yeah, and that's what we came up with. Tell us about some of the different casks you're using. So we've got uh, five different casks. We, we use a tawny cask. Uh, we started with from the Taz Cask Company. Now we're using them from um, Transwood down at Adams. We've got a sherry cask that we're using and three casks from um, down at... Uh, Sheen Estate, so we've got an ex-Chardonnay, ex-Pinot, and a Merlot in there as well. Oh, and of course a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And some uh, Peter releases coming out now as well? Yeah, we had our first Peter release about three months ago. We've, we, we had a Peter Bourbon, which we, we released first, and we've only got a couple of bottles of those left. Um, we didn't promote them on our website, we just did it word of mouth and through our customer base, and it seemed to go really well. Yeah. Um, same with our with the sherry that we've done. Uh, we did a few tasting sessions at the Star Theatre with that one. 
Um, we sold quite a few there. And now I've just, as of yesterday, I just bottled our first peated, or first and only peated Merlot cask from yeah, Winstead, wow. which is... Peated Merlot, that's not something it's <laughs> yeah. That's really different. Isn't yeah. it? I'm not too sure what we're thinking at the time, but um, yeah, a, about three months ago, I was looking at the barrels, it's like, a Peter Merlot cast, so I can't remember doing that. But. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we, so we just had a, a chance to have a little try of some, um, and both Nick and I um, <clears throat> pretty much said at the same time, barbecue. It just, it's, it's not so much of an ashy um, sort of um, peat, it's more of a, yeah, barbecue-y, umami, yeah. street meat sort of one. It's a healthy dose of soy sauce. No, it's... it's it's unlike anything that I've tried and it's really exciting. It is. It's, it's definitely very rare and I guess that was our, our point when we first, um, when we filled that barrel. Um, quite sweet. I think, you know, like the, the sweetness and, and that peat sort of marry quite well together. Yeah. So I reckon this has got all our uh, listeners pretty excited. Um, if they want to get a bottle, where can they get hold of one? Well, they can come see us down at Hillwood, which uh, we're at 26 Ridge Street or uh, online at our, on our online store at hillwoodwhiskey.com.au. Yeah, and that is if they can find the place because we've come here a couple of times <laughs> yeah. now. We, we always take at least one wrong turn or get completely lost on other times. So. I think we kind of did that on purpose. We, <laughs> to start with, we, we wanted to you know like fly underneath the cloak of darkness for a fair while, make mm-hmm. sure no one really knew about us and, yeah. and, and go from there. Yeah, yeah no, it's, you have to be a bit of a whiskey adventurer to actually find it, but it's well worth the, um, well worth the trek. Yeah, well, the whiskey's tasting fantastic, and the um, the company's pretty great as well. So good, thanks good. for having us. My pleasure, absolutely. Yeah, nice one. No worries. All right, well, thanks, Ollie. Um, we'll let you get back to your um, your uh, whiskey producing. Um, but yeah, as my colleague said, thanks for having us along today. Absolute pleasure, anytime. Cheers. Cheers. I'll have you know that the cynical Scott sniffed this one. He he deigned to sniff it. He did. From the spirit sack. How, how, how do you pronounce Budahaven? Well, that is the uh, conversation that we, ha- we have. In fact, um, we've got a comment in the spirit sack about that that I want to bring up. Uh, a wonderful story from one of our Patreons, Lord Walden. Lord Walden, do entertain uh, us I don't just want to say one of our, one of our best Patreons, um, oh. I've got to say. He's in the top one. High um, class. <laughs> so Lord Walden... Uh, uh, threw us a, a comment on one of our posts that we put up on Patreon. And he said this, he just went to Woolies to pick up the online order. Obviously easy to do with two kids under three at home. I can relate, Lord Walden, I can relate. And as per usual, he popped his head into the connecting BWS. Um, that must be something that we um, we don't get here in Tassie. No, no, no. You mainlanders are weird. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he has a BWS connected to his Woolies. Um, and he says his local sometimes has some decent prices and uh, bottles that he can't seem to get anywhere else, like Lecheg 10 or Buna 12. But the Buna 12 is the topic of my conversation. I start talking to the mid-twentyish man behind the counter about a few Nant bottles they had around the 230 mark. And when they had gone, as I kept my eye out for a while in case they were discounted, and turns out they dropped them by 40%, and someone bought all three. Ah, stinger! Yeah, you've been there, Ted. You've felt that. Oh, I've felt, felt that. that pain. I've felt that pain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so it started a conversation. He explained a little bit about the whole Nant thing, and an older, let's say mid-30ish male, comes in and listens. Just want to say mid-30s, just not old. Um, not old at all, is it, Ted? No, no. Very, very young and hip. The, the conversation progresses to some other bottles they have in, which they both now tell me the Glenfid 15 is blah, 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 blah. Yes, I mean, you know, the Glenfid 15 is the Glenfid 15. Uh, it must have been I don't on. Mind s- the Glenfid 15. Yeah, nothing wrong with it, but, you know, it must have been on sale because they. Heavy, heavily sherried? Partly sherried. It's partly sherried. Solera is the mm, sort of uh, thing about that. But anyway, uh, Lord Walden doesn't care too much for it. He moved back to conversation about the Buna 12, and he mentions that he. He has the 12-year-old cask strength and the 18-year-old, but he doesn't find the 18-year-old worth a price tag, which is a conversation for another day. We'll leave that right there because you and I both love the 18-year-old. Uh, anyway, the conversation goes back to the Bunnahaven and the older man corrects me. Older man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, um, the, mid, the, you know, the, 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 the medium age range man <laughs> corrects him and he says, Oh, you mean... Buna Habhain. <laughs> Buna Habhain? Buna, he Buna Habhains, Lord Walden. Wait, 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 wait. Is, 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 this, is, is this talking ironically like we do? Well, this is the thing. Um, Lord Walden said he immediately laughed like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. 
<laughs> and uh, and and mid thirties young gentleman deadpans me. Turns out he's the whiskey rep of the business, and he gave me that. No, I'm pretty sure it's Buna Habhain. Oh no! <laughs> oh uh, no! Buna Habhain, and our Lord Walden simply said, "You might want to look into that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's epic. It is, it is. So, yes, Lord Walden the says that uh, rep. later on in the day, he was still laughing about it. Um, his tears taste a bit briny, somewhat coastal. He's getting a little bit of oak, perhaps some second fill sherry <laughs> because of being Buna Habhaind. <laughs> oh. oh. I imagine that saying with a straight face. No, I'm pretty sure it's Buna Habhain. Oh, boy. Yes. Um. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. This, he, this this uh toy teach is yeah. <laughs> is is very nice actually. It's one of the best Buna Habhains I've tried. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I'm a big fan of Buna Habhain, but yeah, Peter Bu- <laughs> Peter Bu- I don't know. I can't do it. Peter Buna Peter Buna is um is an interesting thing. It's a rare thing. Mm. You know who likes it? Um, many people. Yes, but Cleon is one. Yeah. Who was going to be my first suggestion? Um, yes, he does. He likes any Buna Haven, to be fair. He does, but yeah, he talks about like he wishes there were more petered expressions out there. And um, yeah, this is this is what they're doing, at least. I, I just saw it flash up on a, a Nix or It wasn't even a Nix. It was like a whiskey list or something like that. And it was, yeah, mm. enough that it convinced me. Because the interesting thing is you've already got a bottle of Tortoik or Tochak. Tochak. Yeah, but you've got the first release. Yes, I do. Uh, the one that you've bought is in their new livery. Mine is... My my Tochak was a um, bit of an outlier in the old mm. range. Yeah, it's I in a very... thought it was like a small bottle or something, but I might be thinking No, you're else. thinking of the distillery exclusive that I've got. Yeah, have we tried that? No, not yet. Ooh. It does It does say two whiskey waffle, though, so we should open yeah. it at some point. <laughs> The reason that you're getting confused is because the Tok Shack is in a similarly plain sort of buff, creamy, white-coloured tube, but a 700ml one Yeah, right. that doesn't say two whiskey waffle on it. Oh, right. Okay. So not, not nearly as special. Yeah. So this one here is release number two, mm. but I'm I'm quite positive. I'm quite pro. Quite pro the Tochak number two. So yeah, I think that can do some decent Peter stuff. So mm. Cleon, you were right all along. This is some pretty good... So, Ted, do you wish you were in the Central Highlands this weekend? Uh, Yes. Yeah. uh, We were chatting about this before. Like, there was a big uh, big old event going on at... um, Shindig. Yeah. Lake Pedder, where was it? Something like that. Yeah, somewhere up in... Somewhere up the top. The lodge, the resort, yeah. Um, Yeah, basically, it was two nights accommodation bunch of distillers coming up and all the cool like who's who of Tasmanian whiskey because basically whiskey is my jam was there yeah adrian from uh that whiskey place was there also a patreon of ours good good fella mm. um i'm pretty sure dt was there wouldn't um, surprise me but uh, basically all the the luminaries yeah apart from us were there um and like it, it sounds it sounds incredible because you, you arrive you you do a tasting you have dinner you do a trivia night with mr jam you wake up the next morning they feed you whiskey forcefully like yeah it's, it's sort of like 4 four thirty in the morning like yeah, the lights night. the lights slam on <laughs> mr jam sort of strides into the room and starts screaming at people and his <laughs> minions like start down on the floor <laughs> down on the floor <laughs> Gra- yeah. grabbing people and forcing uh, Tasmanian whiskey down their throats. Yeah, yeah. it's like we've got to do something with these nat barrels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the next morning they had like a bit of time to kill with distillers. Um, like Bill and Lynn were up there. Like John Jarvis was up there. He was giving away his knife. You know, he made a knife out of a barrel, like a cool. some metal That's from hardcore, a whiskey man. barrel. He made like he 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 basically melted down all the steel from a barrel, made it into a knife blade, and he's like. Lucky door prizing it or something. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. That's, yeah, that's, um, that's that's so epic. Anyway, the um the old triple distillation folk were there in the afternoon doing some master classes. Yep. So transportation and uh, Hunter Island is it? Yep. Yep. So there, just you guys. Just so you know, like if you listen to this, I know transportation guys. They're 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 one of us. So they they're definitely listening to this. We're coming to see you guys in October. You realize? 
It's your turn. Um, and then, yeah, apparently there was karaoke. There was that boutique whiskey company. There was Overeem taste. Oh, I don't know. It just sounds pretty incredible. But, yeah. Far out. We missed out. Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys so that went, on. please uh, give us some feedback. Tell us what we missed out on. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not sure if we've actually missed out on it, but we, we definitely can't afford to get to it. Um, you see you see the, um, the uh, whiskey weekend at Sapphire? Oh, yes. Well, we're never going to get to that one, are we? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, that yeah. was a... Jane and Mark, they could, they could just sneak us in in their suitcase, right? Yeah, so it was Overeem. It was Warps Harbour, I think. Yeah. Uh, Bill was making a, an appearance. Yeah, rolled him out. So Sapphire is like one of Australia's premier uh, hotels, destination... Resorts. Sort of resorts. <sighs> mm. um, <laughs> it... It it started at two and a half ish <laughs> thousand, I should say, yes. <laughs> a night, um, and went up to about seven and a half for the t- for the top tier. Yeah, uh, makes the whiskey weekend seem really affordable, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Ah oh, well, I hope you guys that did go to the Tasmania Whiskey Weekend recently had a really good time. Let us know what some of the highlights were because mm. you know we can we can broadcast it to the world even if we can't attend ourselves. One day we'll get there. And I'm also going to use this opportunity to put out there, I've got some bad news for the whiskey world. Bad news? Oh, bad news, yeah. Um, I mean, it starts with good news. The good news is I'm going to France in, uh, in later on in the year. The bad news is I've realized it coincides exactly with Tasmania Whiskey Week. Boo! So I'm going to be overseas for Tasmania Whiskey Week. Well, that's rude. It is rude. I mean, you and I host please, an event. Please, please uh, book your family holidays. For a better time of year. Probably could have if I thought about it. But anyway, I missed out now. So um, I'm going to miss all you guys at the um, Taz Whiskey Showcase. Um, but it's going to be a big one in 2024. Yeah, that's it. 2024. Mm. Let's do it. Big year. Well, Nicholas, it has been uh, an excellent night. Oh, the other thing I just remember that I need mm. to put out there is just like a um, shout out to Cleon and Nat and their little family and congratulations. Their bigger family. Their bigger family. Growing now. family. Yeah. yeah. So, no, big big congrats to, the, to those guys on their uh, beautiful new addition to their family. And uh, from my perspective, good luck. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't get to take it in turns anymore. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Well, on, on that note, my name was Ted. And my name was not Ted. His name was Nick. It was, yeah. Still is. Yep. AI got that much right. Enjoy your drams, and we will see you next time on the Whiskey Waffle Podcast. Let's do it. But let us all do it as fleshy meat sacks. Yes. Pouring whiskey down our throats. (laughs) We're the best fleshy meat sacks in the whiskey world. Keep on waffling, and good night. Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. No, I'm pretty sure it's Bunahabhain.